You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 118th program of Think Again. Think Again is presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation working for social change for 24 years. I'm Jennifer Burrell. Uh, We don't have Shark with us today, but I do have the great pleasure of speaking with Lida Hazara, who is founder and president of Women for Change, which is based in Melbourne. Women for Change empowers Hazara people living in Afghanistan and Australia through education and employment programs. Importantly, the organisation is led by Hazara women. Welcome to the program, leader. Uh, thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure. So firstly, Lida, uh, we'd like to hear a bit about you, I think. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and your background? Uh, what part of Afghanistan do you come from? And what, what was life like growing up there? Uh, hi everyone, I'm Lida Hazara, the president of Women for Change Association. I was born in a very small village in central Afghanistan. Uh, it used to be, central Afghanistan used to have a very cold weather. For six months, we have been isolated with the rest of the world. Uh, the people have had very simple and basic lives. For six months of summer, they have worked very hard in the farm, just farm, Mm -hmm. and to save some food for the winter. In the winter, for six months, uh, everyone been inside their house and uh, uh, the ladies were looking after their animals and the men were uh, trying to get uh, rid of snow and, uh, uh, yeah, and... Mm. uh, yeah, um, the other thing that in in winter the animal most of the animal giving birth, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and the a uh, good thing about um, Afghanistan or the place that I have born was that it has a four season. When a country or a place have four season, and you you know that how do you live? Like the the time doesn't go that much fast. So mm. it was summer, spring, winter, and uh, and, and autumn. In the spring, uh-huh. there was a lot of flowers, water, water coming from everywhere, like a small river. And there was mm. a big river in the in the middle of the village. In mm. summer, it was the only time that we have had uh, fruit. Uh, mm. Fruit. Much. Yes, maybe uh, apple and apricot. In winter, the, the weather was very harsh and everywhere you could see that it's just dust. In winter, it was the, the village was covered by snow. It was exactly like an egg. Mm, so 
for half the year in winter, you were really you were isolated. I understand in your own houses with, mm. I think you were saying two story before two story houses with the animals downstairs and oh. people upstairs, men working very hard to keep all the snow, um, everything clear of the snow. Yeah. Women looking after the animals, and then of course with spring, everything as you say bursting in mm. into flower. And and I think I'm getting the impression too that. Um, but you say time went slow, but time was mar- really marked by the seasons. People were really yeah. connected to the seasons mm-hmm. and, and the time of year. Yeah, um, so... Mm-hmm. So in here, people say that, oh, like in 21st or, for example, 30 or 18th of August or this month, it's, this month is my birthday. But in Afghanistan, people said, oh, that the middle of the winter was my birthday or oh. Oh, when it was spring, the flower coming, it was my birthday. Similar mm-hmm. to this, people didn't have an exact exact date. Mm. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's really interesting. Thanks, Lida. Mm-hmm. Um, so... When did, can you tell me when you left Afghanistan, and and what were the circumstances? Why why did you leave Afghanistan? Uh, I am I am a Hazara. Hazara is an an ethnic group, minority group in Afghanistan. Uh, over no, just yeah, hundred years ago, the king of the time named uh, Abdurrahman Khan, he uh, killed sixty two percent of Hazaras, mm. and then like the life was in Afghanistan. Being a Hazara was a crime and still, unfortunately, it mm. is a crime. We have completely different appearance or different race with the rest of the country. The other people, they have like um, Middle East races. We have Asian faces. We can't mm. hide our appearance. So due to that, um, when the um, Taliban came, they were almost the same as um, Abdurrahman Khan, like the king of the time, and they tried to get uh, rid of Hazaras. They have done the, the wildest thing to Hazaras. They tried to kill all Hazara men. Doesn't matter if there's a little boy, even a toddler mm. boy, Hazara boy, they have uh, killed them and they um, tortured Hazara women. I even Mm. Uh, they have took off the head of Hazara woman and took the, mm. got the hair and stick it in a tree and said, do you call yourself Hazara again? And mm. due to that, uh, uh, my father was, when the Russian was there, my father was working with uh, French as a doctor without border. Mm-hmm. And uh, when the Taliban came, we tried to escape because they didn't like French at all. Uh, when we came to our way, uh, so the Taliban caught us and beat my father in front of my eyes that I'll never mm-hmm. forget. Uh, then we, uh, again, dur- during the night time, we, uh, we mountain to mountain, we traveled, we escaped, we flipped mountain to mountain, mountain to mountains. It took us a while that we uh, reached in Pakistan. Mm, and then you were in Pakistan. Um, were yes. you in a refugee camp in uh, Pakistan? No, we uh, we have had some relative and friends uh, in Pakistan uh, because I was grown up in a very small village. Mm. I never seen and uh, for I've maybe I've seen a car maybe twice or three times. I we didn't have any connection with the outside world that 
only thing that we have had in Afghanistan, it was a radio that mm-hmm. we've uh, connected with the outside world. For example, BBC was the only channel that we have listened every night at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I came to Pakistan, it was a different world for me. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of cars. There, there was a lot of people with different appearance. There was different fruits, different food, different clothes. I was thinking, that, oh, my God, oh, where am I? Where am I? <laughs> Yes. yes. Um, yeah. Okay. So Australia wasn't your first uh, uh, cultural shock, really. You'd got a lot of cultural shock going to Pakistan. Yeah. I think you yes. said yeah, you like you hadn't seen cars before, uh, maybe one or no, two, but no. you hadn't really seen cars and to anything like television. You hadn't seen before yeah but the only negative thing that i have uh, noticed that in afghanistan we've had a very pure clean weather with no smoke at all because there was no car nothing oh yeah there was a lot of smoke there was a lot of bad smell because the human waste didn't it it didn't have a proper place to go it was mm. uh, every street had a human waste so it was very unhealthy mm. uh, yes but it had good fruits when i came the in afghanistan we didn't have much fruit maybe 3 months a year 3 Not months a year Yes, but when I came to Pakistan, oh my God, there was a lot of food, but very, very expensive compared mm-hmm. that you are a new, new refugee and you are going there, no job, nothing, nothing. So, mm-hmm. for example, uh, maybe oranges, banana, it was a new thing for me. Strange things. I, honestly, I didn't know how to peel a banana because in, in our village, there was no banana to peel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes. So, Lita, I'm just wondering, uh, when you, what was it like when you first came to Australia then? So you're in Pakistan, <laughs> you fled to Pakistan under really desperate circumstances mm-hmm. and it uh, must have been very strange uh, coming to Australia. Or can you tell me a bit about how you found Australia, what Australia was like for you when you first came here? Um, the, first, the first word of Australia that I have heard, I was in Afghanistan, I was great for, uh, we've had a subject named a geography. In geography, mm-hmm. there's a, just one sentence about Australia, that Australia is the smallest continent in the world. That's it. Even when I've been in Pakistan, I didn't have any information about Australia. The only mm-hmm. thing that I knew that if we go there, we are safe. No one is disturbing us because we are a Hazara. Mm-hmm. So when I came to Australia, the first time I used plane. I never traveled by plane and I never seen it. Mm. It was, um, it, I felt very, very good, especially when it's gone up. I was thinking that I'm the king of the world now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Then when I've arrived in uh, Sydney's airport, it was a shock. Again, it was a culture shock because the weather was warm. I've seen a lot of people with blue eyes and uh, yellow hair, very good looking people and very free people. No stress, nothing, no judging. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of ladies just singlet and a short. And also, man, I've arrived in January. Mm. The, uh, yes. 
uh, whoever been overseas, they have experienced the culture shock or different world. But whoever haven't been, uh, I think um, I'm I'm just uh, ex- explaining my first experience due to the different culture. When I came, uh, my husband dropped me at home and he told me that I go to my job. Uh, you should be you should stay home. If you feel sad, go outside. We have. Uh, I lived in a unit and we've had 23 other neighbors. It was an open unit. It was beautiful, but very, very small. We just had one bedroom and one um, living area. So when my husband is gone, I was happy. I came outside and sit outside. I thought, I was thinking, when they're going to come out? It was very cold compared to the place that I came. Finally, I've seen my neighbor. And uh, the place that I grown up, Everyone was fully dressed. I never seen a man with a singlet and short. And mm. the opinion that the people have there that, oh, Western countries are very free and having a girlfriend or boyfriend is very easy. Everyone can do it. So that that thing is was in my mind. I've mm-hmm. seen my neighbor, that uh, big Aussie man with a yes. singlet and a very short came out of uh, his unit and he looked at me and he smiled. Then he said, hi. Hi." In one second, (laughs) I was thinking that, oh my God, I was calculating very bad things in my mind because he just had a a singlet in a short. I said, what? He said, hi. You got a shock. (laughs) And I said, no, 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 hi, please, no. Then I closed and locked the door. Then I looked from the kitchen window and he shaked his his head. When my husband came, I said, I just survived today. You left a beautiful lady with no one here. And he said, what have you done? I said, I gone. My neighbor said hello to me just with singlet and short. He said, I got to apologize to him. I said, why? Why? (laughs) It's their culture. Respected. Then, by the time I used to this culture, and I found Australia, the beautiful paradise in the world, and and later on, I took food to my neighbor. I told him that I never seen like this. I'm very sorry. Now, as much as hello, you can say, tell me, and I'll say to you. And he yes. said, I understand now. <laughs> Yes, that's a beautiful story. Thank you so much, Lita. We'll go to a break now and we'll come back after that. Uh, We'll go to some music, The Lam Tang Asked by Ariana Saeed.
You're listening to Think Again, 3CR, 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming live, or not live actually, recorded the day before at 3cr.org.au. Today I'm speaking with Lida Hazara, who is founder and president of Women for Change. She's telling us a bit about her background growing up in Afghanistan, then fleeing to Pakistan and settling in Australia some years ago now. Uh, I'm really interested in hearing more about Women for Change and the ways it has been supporting local women in Melbourne, Leader, and also Hazara women in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So um, can you think of a moment, uh, Leader, when you decided to set up this organisation after settling in Australia? What was it that inspired you to do this? Uh, as I've told you that uh, I was born in Afghanistan, the village that I've seen the ladies, especially the disabled ladies, that they can't do anything, especially the disabled ladies, didn't have any value. And the mm. ladies, they didn't see money at all. They haven't seen money. They didn't. Ha- they were not independent. So when I came here, I've seen the same thing with Hazara ladies here. That most of them, they are, um, um, they don't have confidence at all. They are uh, like isolated from the Australian society. What I believe, I believe in a strong Australian society. I am the citizen of this country. I have two mm-hmm. child here. So mm-hmm. for to do to develop an Australian society, uh, um, a strong Australian society, I had to have I had to do something. The first thing that I've done, we established an organization. I am the founder of that, but we are a group of Hazara ladies. We used to be one three. Now we are sixty ladies. We mm-hmm. are we have the same idea and the same commitment. Uh, we it was based in on two goals to independent ladies here in Afghanistan. Here, since the Woman for Change has established, 32 Hazara ladies got a job Mm, through We don't have a company. We just introduced to uh, some organization, different organization. We help them with resume, cover letter, and interview, some sort of this. Even not yesterday, before yesterday, a lady got a job in a vaccination hub through us. Mm. In Afghanistan, uh, um, the Hazara people are so in love with study. So what I've done that uh, uh, through our um, uh, association, 300 child laborers got uh, educated uh, through our association mm-hmm. and 25 ladies, most of them disabled, uh, those ladies that they have had kids. Yes, yes, mm. and those ladies that they didn't have a husband, they worked with us uh, as a carpet maker and felt maker. Mm, carpet maker and felt and felt maker. Mm. Yes, they made a lot of carpets and felt, and we provided them $60 per month, which was a huge help for them. For mm. the first time in their life, they've... They've helped her husband and they got some money to provide something mm. for the children. Mm. And and I think you said 300, did you say 300 slaves? Uh, 300, uh, 300 child laborers. Child labor students, we've had 300 child labor students, most of them been child labor. And, and that's fabulous. Yeah, and, and Lida, I know um, 
I'm not going. I won't ask you um, a lot about what's happening in Afghanistan at the moment because I know it's a very precarious situation. But um, you, you've obviously been doing fantastic work supporting women and and girls in Afghanistan and Hazara girls and women, uh, and um, the work's ongoing. But it's a delicate situation. But I won't ask you to talk more about that on the radio. Mm-hmm. But you know, in the future, oh. we could give some updates on that. Yes, uh, unfortunately, our education educational classes, they're all stopped, but mm-hmm. uh, something uh, is developing in our carpet and uh, felt making. Thank you. And Lita, I'm just wondering, are there a couple of stories, just very briefly, because um, we're coming towards mm-hmm. the end, so too quickly, of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, do you have a couple of stories how women or girls' lives have been changed through the work of Women for Change? Mm. Um, I try to go briefly. So, mm-hmm. um, the life of the ladies that they've changed here. So when we, uh, there was a lady that she she's been for seven years. She's been here and she was jobless. She's got a job through us. For the first time that the hair payment came to our account, she called me and she cried and cried. Oh. And she told me that I got six hundred dollars to my account today. Oh. And then, uh, after two years. Now she uh, she bought a house. Mm. It's just one story. The other story in Afghanistan that uh, the disabled ladies uh, got the first job and they have more value in the society. Whatever project that we have had, we involved them. Back here again, we've had swimming classes here for the ladies that they didn't know how to swim. We've lost a lot of long, uh, a lot of young lives here swimming. Mm. Teaching the, the swimming to the ladies, it means uh, they're going to survive in this country. The other thing that people didn't have information about, please, especially our ladies, they most of them, they've been very scared. One told me that she has had a miscarriage. We've had uh, information. Or poli- about, police. Um, they're scared yes. of police. Mm. They've been scared of police. And one told me that when she has seen a police car, she's got uh, straight away she got a miscarriage oh. we've had information about them when the police came and introduced them we've had over 60 ladies and that the beginning they've been very worried at the mm. end all of them and got a selfie with the police <laughs> yes which oh. is a, i think it's which is a huge change to the society Mm, and that's really helping helping them with uh, acculturation and understanding the society and feeling comfortable in it and, and making connections yeah. uh, as well. And I think you told me too, Lita, that um, you help women with also um, applying for jobs with mm. uh, resume or help them connect with yeah. people who can do we, that. Job. Yes, we don't have a company to employ them. We introduce them. What we do, we are helping them with resume, cover letter, interview. And mm. we, are, uh, we are reference of them. Ah, yeah. fabulous. So no, um, no one is happy to be their reference, but we are happy. We, yeah, of course, we, and you yeah. know them. So, Lida, can you tell us, um, to finish off, how can listeners uh, best support uh, Afghan women and women for change and your work um, and um, your work? I'm, I have a suggestion for all my friends. If you believe in humanity, if you like to help child laborers and disabled ladies, uh, please uh, 
visit Women for Change's uh, website and Facebook. Our website is not much progress, but our Facebook is not bad. And also, if you uh, my contact, I'll give my contact number to this radio, and mm-hmm. you can contact me. Uh, if you want to hear more or even if you want to sometime you want to attend Women uh, for Change event, you can come in. Uh, we can meet face to face. Yes, thank you for that. And on Facebook, uh, I should mention that there's another organisation called Women for Change that comes up when you um, put it into your search engine. But it's really the website's HazaraWomenForChange.com and yes. the Facebook's the same, isn't it? Hazara Woman for Change is the way to not get it mixed up with the other uh, other organisation. Yeah. So um, share our link if possible, please. I can do that. I'll put the link on our program uh, page. Yeah. So and um, it's obvious from speaking with you and, and from what I've also seen meeting people that Afghan people are really making a wonderful contribution to the Australian community and, and really adding to its richness and they have a real commitment here. So um, I, I think we really need to expand our humanitarian intake and give permanent residency to uh, Hazara and Afghan uh, people living here. Uh, really, really, I think Welcome. we need to welcome them with open arms and and really expand, like I say, expand our humanitarian intake and give permanency to people who are contributing so much. And Lida, I think you you are definitely a gift to the Australian community. So thank you for your work as well. Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting mm. me here. Mm. At the end, I want to express my true feelings about Australia. We all, we all Hazaras, we love Australia, we respect Australia, and we love Australian people. I suggest everyone to please respect this country, respect these people, and even Australian. You haven't been outside. This country is the the best country in the world. It's paradise. Mm -hmm. And it's been a real pleasure. So... um, I guess I will also put a petition on our uh, page that we've been promoting. Um, it's a petition, uh, www.actionforafghanistan.com.au. And to, to the listeners, thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio today. If you have any comments or suggestions for the program, please email Borderlands, that's borders at borderlands.com org.au. Our programs are available by podcast wherever you get your podcasts and via the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. And thanks once more to the wonderful Clive Bourne for technical recording and production and music selection and for linking us up with Lida who um, he knew uh, from previous work he's done with them and with Women for Change. And meanwhile, stay tuned for the following program, Jailbreak, which gives a voice to our brothers and sisters in prison. To bring us into this program, we continue with our music from the middle of the program, Dalam Tangast by Ariana Saeed. <laughs>